for two. Kickers are extra, I give them the boot. Ooh. Going for two. Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew. Ooh. Now I'm reclining while putting my time and I'm ready to go. My spine is aligning and much my my lineups, my bank account grows. I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving it with. Oh, listen to this. Multiple options, how far can I get? Oh, DFS Dynasty Reader, tonight I'm not finishing last. I'm finishing past. Any and all, I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping, and I am so locked in, and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking. And all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So, what are we talking? What kind of alignment? And running it deep, even players forgotten, or came from the bottom, or hitting that topping. And this spot is popping, yeah, this spot is popping. And this is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms, yeah. Sound the alarm, yeah. What is going on, guys, and welcome to episode 301 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I'm your host, of course, Jeff Lambert. Follow me on Twitter at JeffLambert77. Of course, we are live every Wednesday and Friday night on the Going For Two Live podcast network right here on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. Syndicated in all major podcast networks. Uh, if you are currently watching us on Twitter and you want to comment on the show, you must go find us on YouTube at youtube.com backslash going for two live. We cannot see your comments on Twitter. I'm here with both of my co-hosts this week. Uh, one of them couldn't make it last week. He was under the weather. Uh, Gerson, G, what's up, man? How you doing this week? I'm, I'm doing much better than last week, that's for sure. Uh, sorry I didn't make it last week. Um, it was pretty bad. To be honest, I wasn't going to make it on the Sunday show, but I felt like I didn't make it. I don't know if you guys saw on the Sunday show, but I almost puked on the show, too. Not good. I, I kind of hit it, but it wasn't good. Um, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I, I really <laughs> didn't do much, but I felt like, uh, I don't know, like, um, you guys remember back in the 2000 when the NyQuil mix was a big thing? Yeah. <laughs> juice? Yeah, that's what I felt like I was all weekend, man. NyQuil, bed, drink water, rest up. Uh, I mean, I didn't watch any football. I missed the Utah game. I'm a big Utah fan. I missed the Pac-12 <laughs> game. I missed all the Sunday games. I didn't watch any Sunday game. I bet I put 150 rosters in a mini match, and that was it. I didn't want to bet very heavy. I was just like, I'm just going to do, because if I'm going to tell you I play my plays, I'm at least going to put 150 uh, 50 entrance in a mini match. Yeah. And I did okay. Right. So it was all right. Good stuff. Tim, man, how are, how are you? Ah, uh, man, I'm back. Uh, I'm coming off probably my best week of the season. Uh, a lot of my picks hit last week, and I had them all in the right lineup for once. So, Good stuff. Uh, even with a few GPPs not hitting, I still made a few X my buy-in. So, very happy. Want to keep it rolling this week. Good stuff. I think it was two weeks ago that you and Gerson did bad. I did well. Uh, this week, you did really great, and I unfortunately uh, did not. I had probably my worst week. Uh, my dumb ass decided to fade Garrett Wilson, and uh, that did not work out for me very well. So, <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and get into the to the the rewind. The weekly rewind. 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 All right, uh, Gerson, do you have one good, one bad? I mean, you got something written in there, but it's not a player's name. Did you want to? Yeah, my, <laughs> my one good was uh, my rest bed. My one bad was my flu, fever, or whatever the fuck I had. I mean. He had. Yeah, <laughs> he literally wrote in there whatever the fuck I had, so he had to say it because it was part of the script. <laughs> yeah, is this in there? The Tim, Tim what would you have for your one good, one bad? 
Yeah, so I put my one good at Samaj P. Ryan, but it's really uh, the one good with Sunday morning adjustments. We always talk about tuning into the Sunday show because so much can change by Sunday morning. By Sunday morning, P. Ryan with mixing out was an absolute stone cold lock. Uh, putting him into my cash lineups kind of let everything else fit, and that's what let me have a really good week. My one bad was George Kittle. Obviously, he was my lock of the week last week, but I moved off of that once Debo was considered healthy. And thankfully, I did because Jimmy G, of course, got hurt. And I think he ended up with four fantasy points. So not great. Not, not great. great. So my one good was our beer bet that we had last week. I had home golf uh, versus uh, Tim's Mike White. Mike White actually did pretty well as, as well for the price that you can get him at. But golf edged him out by two points. Uh, my one bad was also my lock of the week, Damian Pierce. I thought he would be good against the Cleveland Browns, who were basically just bleeding points to running backs over the last couple of weeks. Unfortunately, uh, that did not go as planned. So Damian Pierce is my one bad. Um, all right, let's get into the slate. Let's talk quarterbacks. All right, Gerson. Before we get going, I am drinking Modelo tonight in honor of Gerson being back on the show. So there you go. Good stuff. Good stuff. And then uh, I don't know if Gerson, if I told you or not, but uh, Tim dropped an F bomb in your name last last week. I did. I sure did. That was for you, Jake. All done. So, like I said, last Sunday, I barely got up. But um, I did listen to you guys' podcast while I was building my roster, and I was just laughing the whole time. It was, <laughs> it was a good one, guys. I, I, I really appreciate it. I mean, trust me. I It was bad. It was bad. We, we know. If, it, if you can't make the show, you've been on the show a couple of times sick as hell, We're basically falling yeah. asleep in the chair, and you still <laughs> made it. But, uh, yeah, if you didn't make it this past week, then they, uh, obviously you were sick. We'll go ahead and let yeah. you lead it off here, Gerson. Who do you want to talk about here in your elite quarterbacks? Um. I think this week is very interesting because you're either going to pay up or pay down. There's a there's a really good pay down spot, and but if I'm paying up this week, I'm going to go to the guy that I think is a little bit under owned. I was kind of shocked to see his ownership at this low. Um, with uh, Jalen Hurt at seven point nine, um, he's more of an elite player for me. We saw last week what he did. I mean, he is basically what we want in a Konami Code quarterback. But last week, he didn't. We, we should have seen it, right? It was a run funnel defense. I mean, pass funnel defense. Um, he went for 330 yards. And Tim talked about it. It was a great, great, great call. I'm going right back to it, man. Um, it's, it's under an overlooked 7.5% ownership, 8,100 against the New York Giants. Uh, New York Giants defense kind of been a little bit lackluster in the last couple of weeks. Um, Daquan might not play. Who knows? You know, maybe a bigger blowout. Um, give me 8,100 Jalen Hurd. I'm doing it more for the contrarian play on this one, EPP, because the other guy, he's just highly owned. He's about, yeah, two, like, 13, like 11.9, I think. But no, um, just give me Jalen Hurd. I think he might be the MVP this year if they don't give it to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. It's kind of crazy to think that a guy that got drafted out of Oklahoma with a backup to Carson Wentz. Is going to be the MVP, you know. But I love Jalen Hurd. I've been touting him since basically last year, you know. So give me him at eighty one hundred. Good stuff. Yeah, me and uh, me and Tim both had Hurts as well. I did have one other guy that I think is also a GPP play only. Uh, Pat- Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, you could play him pretty much any week. I do think this week you get him a little bit lower ownership because it is a tough matchup versus Denver, eight uh, K. But obviously, we know Patrick Mahomes is matchup proof. Uh, you get a little bit of a discount off of uh, Hurts and uh, Josh Allen. 
Um, so I, I do like Mahomes this week as a little bit lower ownership. I think he's like at four or five percent last I checked. Um, so that's a pretty good ownership for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you do have one more guy. Uh, Tim only had uh, Hertz as his elite guy, but you had one more guy there you want to talk about, Gerson. Go ahead and talk about Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen's the other guy I was talking about. He's a little bit higher to own. He's almost coming in at 10, 10.1%. I was kind of shocked that he was this highly owned. But then I started thinking about it. I mean, the New York Jets have actually gotten a lot better on offense over the last two weeks thanks to uh, Mr. Mike White. Um, if they can keep pace with the Buffalo Bills, um, we could see Josh Allen being that, you know, Josh Allen the Stallion. I mean, I don't know if you guys know this, but if you go back and look at the last seven games, or the last six games that Davis Mills and both Josh Allen has played, they have very identical stats. Kind of sad to say because one of them, well, is actually considered the best quarterback in the league. The yeah. other one is, uh, well, he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but I think in this game environment, I, I hope they keep pace. This is, I, I couldn't believe the ownership. I was like, all right, cool. If the field's going to play him, I might just fade him. But I, I'm only saying this because he's viable, you know? Yeah. I get the New York Jets. And the yeah. Jets defense is pretty, it's, it's decent, you know? Salah has made them very respectable. But the offense, they've been tension. So if this game shoots out, I wouldn't be shocked, you know, like 28, 27 or something like that. Yep. You know, it'd be great. Yeah, good stuff. All right, we'll move down into the mid-tier, Tim. We'll let you kick this one off here. Give, give us your one of your mid-tier quarterbacks. Yeah, I'm going back to Joe Burrow. Uh, Gerson talked about it a second ago. My stack of the week last week was Jalen Hurts with A.J. Brown. And um, this week, it's Joe Burrow. We'll talk about the reason why. But uh, everybody thinks you run the ball on Cleveland, right, which you do. But they actually give up a good number of yards through the, uh, through the air as well. And they give up almost 25 points a game. So you see games in which Jamar Chase plays. Uh, Joe Burrow is averaging over 24 drafting points. So at 7,000, if you think about 3X value, he's going to give you more than 3X. So last week, he was pretty much the consensus cash game quarterback. This week, I think people are going to be paying down a little bit. So I'm going right back to Joe Burrow. Good stuff. Yeah, I love Joe Burrow this week as well. I had him on my list. Um, Gerson, who do you have there in the mid-tier? So I'm going to talk about Kirk Cousin. Uh, Kirk Cousin, I mean, there's a, this game is the game I'm going to target the most. You're going to hear me talk about a lot of Vikings and Lions player this week. And so you might as well just tune in for just that, you know. But, um, the Vikings throw the ball, ranking fourth in pass rate when trailing and second in pass rate when leading. So either way, they're throwing the ball um, a, a crap load. And this matchup, I mean, the Vikings are a road underdog. That's kind of shocking to me. I thought they'd be favored, but I'm gonna. They're getting Christian Derrissaw back too, so it should help Cousins yeah. uh, a lot more. So I'm I'm gonna target this game quite a bit. It has an over under of fifty and a half, I believe. I know they went down. It went down a point, but I, I'm not sure. If it's still there, but I'm gonna have a. I'm gonna have Kirk Cousins. I think Cousins to me, he. It's just it sucks because I hate playing quarterbacks that don't have rushing upside. Yeah. Cousin yeah. had no rushing upside. I mean, we're looking at Dylan Hurd, uh, Josh Allen, even Joe Burrow can rush more for yeah. yards. So it's kind of crazy. And, and, <laughs> then we have, and then we have Kirk Cousin, so, so Mr. Shane boy, you know. But <laughs> yeah, I love I love Kirk Cousin in this game. Um, 6,100. That's my main point. point. I love the Joe Burrow play the most, though. That's definitely going to be a guy I'm going to have a lot of exposure to. But yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, you surprised me there too. You said the the Vikings or the Lions were favored. I had to go check that. I was like, damn, that's that's legit. Like, yeah, that's- I couldn't believe it either. They didn't <laughs> open as a favorite either. The Vikings opened as a favorite, and all the money pushed it to Detroit being the favorite. Wow. That's- hey, one more stat I had on Kirk Cousins: uh, Vikings are number two in the league in terms of pass rate over expectation in the red zone, behind only the Chiefs. So. Uh, Kirk Cousins, when he gets down into the box, man, he's passing it. They're not running it. Great stat. That's a great stat. Shout out, shout out to Jared. I mean, he just jinxed his own Viking. They're not going to make the Super Bowl. I mean, he said they're going to make the Super Bowl, but then all of a sudden he also said, we're going to lose to the line. It just didn't happen. <laughs> uh, all right. So my favorite mid-tier besides the two guys that you just talked about, uh, I'm going to, I think it's the first time I may have put him on my sheet this year. I wasn't going to buy into him, but uh, Geno Smith is in, He's been too good all year that you can't put him there at 6.2 versus Carolina. He's at home. Uh, we know his running back situation right now with uh, with Walker likely to miss. He's got Dallas, who's also questionable. Uh, I think Homer got a full practice finally, but obviously the running backs are a little bit of a mess. So they will be passing the ball plenty in this game. Uh, his his passing targets, obviously Metcalf and Lockett, I believe, are both healthy. Um, a great matchup versus Carolina at 6.2. Um, he's that sort of on the cusp of almost a value quarterback there at 6.2. So uh, I love Gino this week at, the, at that price point. Uh, let's see. Who haven't we talked about yet? We got everybody. The only one I, I got on my list that we haven't talked about, and I'll just mention him real quick. And I don't love it. I love the running backs more in this game, but I do like Dak Prescott. At 6.5, I do think that the Pollard and Zeke are both viable because Houston is just so bad against the run. Uh, I think yep. the, the Cowboys, last I checked, are like 17-point favorites, so they probably don't have to pass the ball a lot, but I do think Dak, uh, earlier in that game, will get enough points that he can be viable at 6.5, so um, I do like Dak a little bit. Yep. All right, let's move down into the uh, value tier here, Tim, and go ahead and kick us off here with the values. Yeah, I'm not going to take your guy from you. I couldn't do that to you, Jeff. So I'm going to go with Tyler Huntley. Um, When the slate first opened and we kind of got the indication that Lamar Jackson was probably not going to play, Tyler Huntley was one of the first guys that I went to. Because we know last year when when Lamar was hurt, uh, he had some great games and he had a particular connection with a certain guy that we're going to talk about here in a bit. So for $5,500, he's $100 less than the guy you're going to talk about. Um, but I think we're talking about quarterbacks with some rushing upside. I think Tyler Huntley's got a little bit of rushing upside for 5,500. Yeah, I like that. I think I, I looked at his stats last last year. I think he had a game where he had like 39 points or something like that. You know, he has that upside for sure, especially with that rushing ability. And really, if you if you if you ignore the number and you just ignore that your brain says he's not playing, he kind of looks like uh, uh, Lamar Jackson out there. Just his rushing, the way he kind of moves around, he's, you just think it's Lamar Jackson out there. So. Uh, great call. And of course, the guy you're talking about, home golf. I think I've called him out pretty much every home game that he's played. Uh, even the ones I didn't call him out, he actually had pretty decent games against Buffalo. And I think he had an okay game against Green Bay at home. Uh, but at 5.6, his price didn't go up that much. He's got a great matchup here with Minnesota. Uh, Vikings are going to score points, obviously. So the, you know they'll have to keep up with the, the Vikings. All his weapons are now healthy. Even Swift is now back. Came back last week and looked really good. Uh, he's got, you know, he's got uh, Amon Rice St. Brown, who's going to be pretty popular play. Uh, DJ Chark looked really good last week. Um, even down to Jamison Williams, who got a few snaps last week. You know, I think he mm-hmm. got a few, a few more this week. So fully healthy uh, at home versus a, 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 a not a great defense at 5.6. I love golf this week. 
<laughs> Diet Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's a, that's what I'm calling from now on. Diet Lamar. Hey, if you're playing cash games, you're either playing Burrow or Jared Goff, in my opinion. Agreed. Agreed. Um, all right, that that was we golf had. I mean, uh, Gerson had golf as well as value tier. So we'll go ahead and jump now into the tight ends. Did somebody say tight ends? All right, I'll go to you first, Tim, because you alluded to a guy that uh, you know people might be down on because of the quarterback change, but actually, it's it's the other way around. I think. Talk about uh, Mr. Mandrews. Yeah, it's absolutely Mark Andrews, aka Mandrews. We saw the connection he had with Tyler Huntley last year. Uh, he was basically his first read. Like I read he was getting over nine first read targets per game with Tyler Huntley. So that means nine times a game, he's just looking up, finding Mark Andrews and throwing him the ball. Uh, you know, one of the guys I follow on Twitter actually won the Millie Maker last week, last year with a Tyler Huntley and uh, Mark Andrews stack. So he posted this week. I, I've been waiting. I've been waiting all year for this to be able to play it again. He, he put all his money into his DK balance because he's going to max 150, but uh, no, I just think that tight end is such a wasteland. And Travis Kelsey, actually, who you're going to talk about in a minute, has a pretty tough matchup. So I think that Mark Andrews might actually have the highest feeling on the slate. And at 6,500, I think this is a week where you're either paying up for tight end or you're paying all the way down. Yep. I mean, the mid-range is okay, but I think you're either paying for Andrews or you're going you're gonna to punt. So talk about you know how do you separate yourself, particularly in tournaments. It's you pay up for defense and you pay up for tight end. So yep. this week... It's uh, yeah, sneak peek for later. It's Tyler Huntley and Mark Andrews. Yeah, I like I like it for sure because I think uh, if you split that that year last year in half and you do, you know, uh, pre Lamar Jackson injury and post Lamar Jackson injury, Andrews actually averaged more points per game with Huntley than he did with Lamar Jackson. So I love that call there at six point five. Um, Gerson, yeah. I'll you talk about Travis Kelsey. You know, we can pretty much copy paste him even in a tough matchup at seven point six. You still got Kelsey there. Let's go ahead and talk about him a little bit. Yeah, I got Kelsey, but I mean, my question to, is like, why not play Kelsey? Because on a slate like this with only 10 games, I mean, he can be the difference maker, you know? Um, we've seen Kelsey have three touchdown games with Patrick Mahomes. Um, they are in five total, 26 and a half. It's the third highest on the main slate. I mean, I'm just, I'm just going to go. That secondary of Denver is pretty damn good, you know? So I think they're going to really go to Justin Simmons, not a great. Uh, tight end covered safety. I mean, he's a yeah. good, but Kelsey just, I mean, he's just roasting everybody, man. Correct. But, uh, him, but it's like that is the up. one thing that worries me about Mark Andrews is that game's only projected, projected for 17 points. So, like, he has Indeed. to get there at volume because he's probably not going to get a touchdown. And Vegas does pretty damn good this year at uh, Empire Total. They've been doing damn well. Like, even sometimes I'm like, what? But, I don't know, man. Um, I don't mind the Mandrew call. Um, it's just to me, I think I'd rather have Kelsey for the volume. I, like, I understand for Andrew, he had a great game last year. But And if you go back and look at the game that he had, I mean, it was a monster game against uh, uh, well, Tyler Huntley had a monster game against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, but, I mean, I get it. Oh, I, I remember. We're, <laughs> we're, we're paying down, I think. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. I, I, I agree with you. I think, yeah, if you want to be different, you pay up, especially in tournaments. I think you can do that because they have that high upside. But um, overall, I think most lamps are going to be paying down. Um, all right. So I'll move down into the mid tier and talk about uh, Mr. Hawkinson. 
Uh, obviously, he's 5.1 going up against his old old team in Detroit. You know, we've talked about the revenge narrative and how we don't really believe in the revenge narrative, especially in the NFL. But I think there is some revenge narrative here. I do think that they get him the ball plenty already. And I do think he wants to perform well against them. Uh, he's been getting targeted like crazy. I think he might even be the second uh, highest targeted player since he got to the Vikings, obviously behind Justin Jefferson. So at 5.1, if you're not paying all the way up to Kelsey and you're not going to pay all the way down to me, guys, we're going to mention, I think Hawkinson's in that sweet spot right there at 5.1. Tim, who you got in your mid-tier? Yeah, I have a Dalton Schultz. Um, we talked about you don't really throw the ball on Houston, you run the ball, but the one place they're kind of weak to is to the tight end, right? They're pretty good against wide receivers. They're pretty good against pass-catching running backs, but they do give it up a little bit to the tight end. So if you are looking to get some exposure to the Dallas game and you're not wanting to play one of the running backs, uh, I think you can play Dalton Schultz. He's had a really good connection with Dak. He looks for him down in the red zone. And like we talked about, nobody's going to really be looking in this mid-range of tight end. Agreed. And Gerson, you have one more mid-tier tight end there before we get to those values. Yeah, I got Pat Fryermuth. I think I've talked about him like the last four times, man. And he keeps getting targeted. Uh, since Chase Claypool was traded, he had a 0.26 uh, uh, total point reception uh, per route run. Uh, and Fryermuth, I mean, he's basically the leader in target like every game. Um, he's basically that guy that I don't really expect a lot of ownership from this week. It's just, to me, it's, they're going to go to uh, Kelsey, Andrew, uh, Hawkinson. But Friar Moose is right there at 6.6. So I can get him a lower ownership against Baltimore. I mean, Friar Moose is the number one wide receiver there, whether they like to look at it that way or not. But I'm going to go with Friar Moose. Uh, but then again, I think we're paying a little bit further down. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, all right, go ahead and kick us off here in the value tier, Tim. Oh, you're on. I'm you're on about Gre- yeah, I got it. I, yeah, it's Greg Dulcich. Uh, I think that's where everybody's going this week. Cortland Sutton has been rolled out. Uh, after Cortland Sutton went out last week, he was kind of used as kind of that other wide receiver. There's been some reports he's been running routes as a wide receiver in camp this week. I don't know that I really care so much about that, but what I do care about is target share. And I think behind Jerry Judy, he's going to be second in target share this week. We know that you have to throw the ball against Kansas City. You can't really run the ball against that defense. At 3,400, you know, projecting for seven targets, I don't see how you don't just lock in Greg Dulcich. He's going to be popular. We know he's very up and down. But, I mean, the, the target volume is there, and, and I think it's a good matchup as well. Greg Dulcich is not up and down. Russell Wilson's up and down. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. That's true. That's very true. Very, very true. Yeah. We live and die with uh, Let's Ride. Let's Ride. Yeah, I saw, I saw a, a meme. Uh, the fan had a paper bag over his head, and it said, Let's Hide. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> All right, hilarious. Uh, Gerson, give us your guy there, and if you can pronounce his name, I'll give you $10. Uh, Shikizu on Congo. <laughs> nice. Um, 2.7K, you owe me $10. 2.7K. No, um, this guy, he's more of an athlete. He kind of reminded me a little bit of Jonu Smith when he was just, like, in his prime. It's funny because he plays yeah, for the Titans. Titans, you know? yeah. But, uh, he go, he's more, I don't know how to say, he's like a basketball player, you know? And he's very athletic, but he's 2.7K. Uh, Trey Lumbert isn't going to play. I mean, I I can only name Nick, uh, what is it? Nico Equal Westbrook, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Nick Akini Westbrook and uh, Robert Woods, I think. And Bobby is. Trees. Don't forget Bobby Trees, oh, yeah. man. Uh, 
Robert Tree. I mean, like, they're going to have to pass the ball to someone, and he's probably going to get some target. I'm not saying that he's going to get you, like, a 15-point game, but I'm hoping for a 7- to 8-point game at 2.7K. Yep. Like I said, I'm either paying down or paying up. But yeah, uh, I agree. He, he, he's good, man. Like, last week he went 5 for 4, 68 yards. The week before that, 5 for 3. When I say 5 target, 3 reception, 35 yards. I mean, he's average. He's gotten more than 40 yards this year. Let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 4 times. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's possible at that, at that price range. I'm going to take it. Agreed. I like it. Uh, I mean, the only basically pay up for everything else. Only guy I want to throw into the hat there is is Kate Otten. He's been a little uh, up and down. He's had some decent games. Of course, he had a touchdown last week, uh, 2.8 versus San Francisco, who is very good against the tight end. We've got some good cover linebackers, but uh, I do think that the the Bucks passed the ball so damn much that I think Kate Otten is always viable. Uh, he'll be a red zone option as well at 2.8. Uh, he'll be a lower-owned option there at the cheaper price. Uh, and then Tim, you have uh, you have a guy listed. There were two question marks next to his name. I'm just curious to why you got him there. Yeah, my last I heard is that he was going to play. I don't know if he's still. Uh, yeah, he's he's off the injury report, so he's good. David Njoku. Two reasons. Uh, last week, I you know he was going to play, and then obviously he was ruled out at last minute. Um, I think you know they said that he has a connection with Deshaun Watson, but really you are just looking for any option as a run back if you're Joe Burrow stack, right? Which I talked about at the top, so. You're running Joe Burrow, and you want to look for somebody to bring it back on Cleveland. Uh, I'm going to go with David Njoku, man. At 3,900, you don't really need much from him. I mean, he's had multiple games with either a touchdown or, you know, like 89 yards, 88 yards, 73 yards. So in the abyss that is the tight ends this week, I think David Njoku actually has some upside at a reasonable price. Yeah, I like that call. All right, before we get to the running backs here, today's show, as always, is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Not only do they do best ball leagues, they have picking contests in which you can win up to 20 times your money. No head-to-heads, no lineups to set. Um, You're not trying to beat a thousand different lineups. Uh, Obviously, you could just pick simply higher or lower uh, in five-player props for a chance to win. Uh, Get the Underdog app for iOS or Android. Use our promo code GF2 to get a deposit match up to $100. Uh, they have player props for NFL, NBA, NHL, the World Cup, and a lot more. Uh, again, the promo code is GF2. Get the app, use our code, place bets, win some money. It's that easy. And now let's get into the running backs. It's time for running backs. <laughs> running backs. All right. We'll kick off the running backs here with uh, with Tim. Go ahead and give me uh, give me one of your running backs here. Need the drop. Oh, the drop. I will never get sick of that drop, and I will never get sick of watching Derrick Henry run all over the Tennessee Titans, and we're running it back this week. There's been multiple times in this uh, matchup where he's been over 8,000, and this week he's 7,900, which I think is actually pretty reasonable. And with some of the value that's opened up, I think you can afford to get there. So I think, you know, you always want to play Derrick Henry when not everybody wants to play Derrick Henry. And I feel like that's this week, man. You know, Garrison, you can tell me what his, uh, his ownership is, but um, it's not. He's the second highest owned, but I, 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 think, I think it's the feeling, right? It's the feeling yeah. of playing him because he's, he's let you down three weeks in a row now. Yeah. Two weeks in a row. But, yeah. Um, and he is facing the, the he's, he's gonna run it, It's the, officially D. Hember. 
right? So we have to remember that, right? Yeah. To start at Dehember, and he gets a matchup against a team that he historically has just his own. So exactly. I think this is his get right game. Uh, twenty five plus points for Derrick Henry incoming. Not not to mention, uh, we just you know talked about the tight end there, but Trellon Burks obviously is out. It's his you know one of his top targets, and yeah. then and then uh, Tannehill himself dealing with an injury has an ankle injury, so. I mean, the script is there. Hand the ball off 30 times to Derrick Henry. Let him just run, do his thing. So. We've seen them do it. We've seen it. What's his name? We'll talk about it. Rabel, right? And we were just going to give the ball to Derrick every play. Yeah. So that's the game plan again this week. Exactly. Uh, all right, uh, Gerson, give me one of your uh, your elite plays here. Um, I love a Derrick Henry call for sure. I got the Jaguar. That's almost a smash spot. Um, I'm going to Christian McCaffrey. Um, I think when Christian McCaffrey got traded to 49ers, we all like, okay. Here we go, running back by committee still, right? Uh, still Elijah, Elijah Mitchell, is that his name? Yep. Elijah Mitchell is still Trey Mason or whatever other running back they have there. Uh, who's who, like TDP? You start naming them, Jeff Lambert, he's back there too, <laughs> you know? Um, but no, I mean, if you if you take away, uh, what's his name? Elijah Mitchell, this is what his snapshot really looked like. Uh, game without Elijah Mitchell. Um, and this is like, let's do a comparison. Let's compare it like game without DMT without Eliza Mitchell and then Austin Eckler. Okay, I think we can all agree that Austin Eckler is a stud, right? Um, so he has 81% of snap share. Eckler has 64%. He has 72% route share. Eckler has 55. He has 17 and a half uh, carries per game. Eckler has 11. DMT has nine and a half targets. Eckler has 8.7. 145 yards uh, for scrimmage. Eckler has 96. I mean, the points total is also higher. But it's, it's just one. My comparison to that is that if we're getting CMC at a higher usage, and Eckler, I mean, he he's basically a stud already as known. But to me, CMC is the best play uh, yeah. this week. I love Henry. Don't get me wrong, but CMC with no. Uh, with Brock Purdy back there, and they're gonna re- and Brock Purdy is just gonna dump it off to CMC. Right, that's what I was gonna say. I've always said that running back catches are a quarterback stat. Right, some quarterbacks just don't check it down. Cough, Zach Wilson, right to their running back. But Brock Purdy showed last week if his first read was not open, he was going to Christian McCaffrey every time. So those checkdowns and PPR, Gerson's right. I mean, he doesn't even have to score to get there on volume. Yeah, and one thing I will say as a fan, too, uh, Christian McCaffrey, in, in, obviously in Carolina, uh, ran a different scheme as far as how to run the ball. They they ran a lot of gap scheme where, you know, he would pick the gap, he would jump cut to a different gap and then take off. And the zone reads have been kind of, a, kind of a thing that he's had to learn. And if you watch the last game, he has got it down because one of the last runs of the game there that basically sealed it, uh, he was running to the right and he cut back, which is what the key thing is in this offense with Shanahan is the cutback lanes. And he cut back and went for like 60 yards. Uh, but yeah, definitely Christian McCaffrey is, is up there at 8.5. I, I love that call. Um, we'll go back to you, Tim, because uh, I don't have any more elite calls there, but you got one more guy you want to talk about. No, I want Gerson to talk me into Dalvin Cook because all week long I've seen Dalvin Cook as one of the best plays on the slate, and I just don't see it. Detroit has actually been much better against the run over the last few weeks, and his target volume has been very inconsistent. I actually have them as the third best team against the run over the last four weeks. Wow. So I don't know. I mean, we saw a, lot, a couple of weeks ago, Saquon did nothing. Was it last week? Um, 
I can't think of who they played. Uh, Jets. Um, right? And yeah, they, right, but they didn't hardly do anything. Zonovan, yeah, Zonovan three Knight. times, right? They stopped him at the – no, that was, that was Minnesota. But it, the Lions run defense has actually been pretty decent. So yeah. I, everybody's going crazy for Dalvin Cook this week, and I'm sure it's just because of the total, but I don't see it. Uh, do you want me to talk to you in there, or are you going to talk yourself out of it? <laughs> no, tell me, yeah. Tell me. Um, so what am I missing? Lions ranked 24th in DVR against the run. Cook has played 75% of the snap in the last five or six games. He's going to be heavily featured in a game. I think this game is going to shoot out. If I want to get a little different at running back, I wouldn't be shocked if this game went through the running back at DeAndre Swift and Dalvin Cook both take the touchdown and totally kill this game and have leverage score. This is all about a leverage play. This is not about, like, a smash, great spot play. I'm getting leverage. No, I've heard a lot of people say that he's, like, a cash game play. Like, a, no, a no, core no, cash no. game play. And I'm just, no, that's not, not, I'm not seeing it. Yeah, I've not seen it. it I mean, RG has a, Ronald Garden just has him as the fifth highest owned running back. So he's he's not, like, he's not owned. He's at 16% right. on there. Oh, well, then, that's the thing. Like, to me, I, I, I'm thinking leverage. If his ownership is that high. I'm gonna skip it somewhere else, but I think yeah. the reason why I think the reason why people his ownership is gathering higher and higher. He's seventy three hundred. Dalvin Cook last year, and this defense hasn't gotten any better. He had a forty two point game. Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember, but he got two hundred and two yards and two touchdowns. Average nine and a half carries per yard per carry. Per yards, sorry guys. <laughs> um, nine and a half uh, yards per carry. I mean, if he has a big game like that, we've seen that happen before, you know, but. I mean, the ownership's going to matter, but I think I just want so much exposure to that game because that's the only game on this slate that I can see being like that battle back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Let's move down into the mid tier. Lock Lock it it in. All right. So last week, I went on and on about uh, Damian Pierce going up against the Cleveland Browns and how bad their run defense is. I had Damian Pierce as my lock of the week. Uh, It did not pan out. Uh, but I'm going to go back to the well again uh, with Joe Mixon going up against the Cleveland Browns. The Browns' defense has not gotten any better. Uh, I think the Bengals are a much better team, obviously, than the Houston Texans are. Uh, Mixon was a full participant in practice on Friday. He is a full go. Uh, I do think Samachi Piran gets some work. He's played too well to not get some touches in there. But I do think Mixon uh, gets the bulk of the work against this bad team. And he's you know sub-7K. Uh, I love Mixon this week, so he is my lock of the week. Gerson, we'll go to you. Give me one of your mid-tiers. Oh, I love that call. Um, definitely my top mid That's my top mid-tier play, I would say. Um, excuse me. Uh, Tony Pollard, man. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I get it. Like, Zeke is like the running back or whatever, you know. He's healthy, this and that. But I think Tony Pollard is that Mr. Touchdown, Mr. 80-yard break it yep. off, you know. Zeke is the pound and ground guy. And Tony Pollard, he can also get you PPR points, you know, reception. So he has a ceiling all the way around. Um, Pollard, I mean, his charge for carry this year in many games, let's see. Uh, week five, he had 10.8 yards per carry. Week seven, he had 6.9 yards per carry. Week eight, he had 9.4 yards per carry. Wow. He had 5.2, 5.3. And then week 13, 7.6 yards per carry. If he gets the carry, you know, and he busts one out at that price range against that terrible run defense, I mean, the Houston Texans are probably 
one of the worst run defense. They are the worst. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They, but the, yeah, they're the worst. But the thing is this. That I'm telling you this. When we go to defense, I'm not gonna have a lot of defense there. Because that defense <laughs> is gonna put them in the red zone so many times that Pollard and Zeke, they're gonna eat. And sooner or later they're both gonna eat out of the same bowl, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're they're gonna run Jimmy the ball Pollard. like forty times this week. Yeah. Hey, so one stat I had on Power before we move on. He's number two in the entire NFL in terms of rush yards over expectation. So, I mean, Zeke is going to get you your 12, 14, maybe 16 points. But if you're looking for 30, Zeke's not going to get you that, right? It's going to have to be taller. Yeah. I, I think both of them are, are viable. I think I think they I both can be. I mean, they're at home. Uh, they're I think they're favored by 17 points. I mean, there's definitely a scenario yeah. where they're running the ball out, you know, running the clock out at the end of the game, and they're both getting touches. So I think both of them are viable. Yeah, real quick, Scott in the chat said, I see a lot of guys playing Zeke and Pollard. I don't know about that. Um, I, you know, I think this is more viable on like a Thanksgiving three-game slate than a 10-game slate. I think there's a lot of good running back plays on this slate. So they would all have to fail for a two-Cowboys build to be viable. Uh, so I'm going to I'm gonna say pick your poison. Agreed. Right? Pick one or the other and hope they go off because the likelihood they both go off is very, very small. Agreed. Fake-ass Cowboy fan. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tim, give me one of your uh, mid-tier guys here. Yeah, I only had one other guy we didn't talk about, and that's uh, DeAndre Swift, a.k.a. Swifty, long time. Uh, you know, one of the guys I've been talking about since he came into the league, and he hasn't been healthy, you know, for much of the year. But last week, we finally saw him healthy and what it looks like. And what it looks like is 20 touches and a large amount of involvement in the passing game. And we know Vikings are bottom five in terms of uh, receiving against running backs. Right. So, I mean, we talk about this is going to be the highest paced game of the week. This is going to be the big matchup. Everybody's going to be going to the wide receivers and, you know, Swift is going to be popular, right? Again, he's top five in terms of ownership this week, but for good reason, I think he's underpriced for his current role. He got another full week of practice in. So I think we could see another 17 to 20 touch game. And at 5,800, that's just too damn cheap. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Garrison, you have a guy on your sheet that I looked at and I, I dismissed and didn't put him on my sheet. So I'm curious yep. to what you, you like about Travis Etienne. Uh, so Travis Etienne, I thought you were going to go with value. I was totally prepping for that. Hold oh, on. sorry. Um, yeah. So Travis Etienne to me, I'm doing it more for because his ownership. I was shocked at his ownership. He's only 8% owned. Um, yeah. I have person way more. I know Tennessee is a pretty stout run defense, but to yeah. me, Travis Etienne can also get the reception. He's still getting the, he's still getting workload, you know? But the thing is, like, the last three weeks, uh, the offense has been really different. Like, last week, what's his name? Trevor Lawrence was hurt a couple uh, for, like, what, two quarters, I think? Um, but I didn't watch football. I just listened to podcasts, and that's what they said, okay? So it might be, I might be wrong, or they may be wrong. But I know he was uh, hurt. But I think, for me, it's 6,400 for a guy that can have that one, what do you call it? Uh, one run, uh, what do you call it, Jeff? The long touchdown. Take it to the one, house. One play touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, take it to the house, touchdown ceiling. But I'm thinking Madden, one play touchdown. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but no, Travis Etienne at 6,400. I think out of those three, that mid-chair play, if I want to get different, I'm going to go to him. I'm not excited about it, but I they're going to have to find a way to beat the Tennessee Titans. This could be a very ugly game. I can see mm-hmm. this game being, uh, I don't know. 
12, or nine to 12 games, you know? I mean, I don't see it because Henry's probably going to get 21 points along yeah. by himself, you know? But they are two but, of the slowest paced teams. I saw that when I was looking at pace today. They are two of the slow, or, uh, you know, Jacksonville's okay, but Tennessee's one of the slowest in the league. Yeah. So, they, like you said, there's a real good chance that this game ends up like, you know, 14 to 17 or something like that, you know? Yeah. All right, we'll move down into the uh, value tier here, and I'll talk about my guy, uh, Rashad White, up against my 49ers at 5.5. Obviously, we got a great defense, and we're really good against the run, but we also uh, give up the fifth most targets to running backs. Uh, White, obviously, is a pass catching running back at 5.5 versus San Francisco. Uh, I've already talked about the Bucks. They passed the ball more than anybody else in the league. Uh, when they got guys like Bosa and those guys, you know, rushing Tom Brady, he's going to check it down quite often to Rashad White. So he could get there just on volume alone. He probably won't put up huge numbers, but if he can catch, you know, five, six, seven passes uh, at 5.5, you, you'll live with that. So I like Rashad White there at 5.5. Uh, Tim, we'll go to you. Give me one of your values. Yeah, I'm really surprised that neither one of you guys have this because I thought that this was an absolute smash play. Uh, this guy is sixth in the league in terms of rush yards over expectation, and he's playing the 24th-ranked DVOA defense, and that's Deonta Foreman. Uh, this guy's like been like mini Henry this year, right, getting 25-plus touches a game. But y'all, hey, y'all clown me when I said that the first time. <laughs> you can't steal yeah. it now. <laughs> I didn't. I, yeah, but, I mean, he's there's still no target volume, right? Like I said it at the time. Uh, and I talked about it that one night that he was playing on, I think it was a Thursday night. And I told some guy, I was like, I don't care if Chuba Hubbard's back or whoever, he's still going to get 15 plus touches, you, you know, work near the goal line and absolutely no target volume. Yep. So, I mean, obviously at 5,400, you know, you don't need a whole lot from him. He's playing against Seattle, who I mentioned is terrible against the run. That's going to be their game plan in this game, right? It's just going to be, you know, run the ball and play defense and try and keep Gino in check. So. I think uh, Foreman is a great value at 5,400, uh, and, and I'm going to have a lot of exposure to him this week. And honestly, I think the reason I didn't have him in there is because the last I had heard, uh, he wasn't practicing, but I just checked and he practiced. So I think he's definitely in play now. Yeah, he got into full practice, so he's good to go. Yep. So yeah, he's I like that. A, he's not on work either. So yeah. Good stuff. Gerson, what you got for your. Uh, he's for coming your off a bye, too, and I always like to play guys coming off a bye. Agreed. Gerson, what you got for your so value? Back- uh, last week on the Sunday show, I said play Bam Knight. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just, I love Bam Knight. I hate that they call him Bam because I think that's stupid. I like the no one or whatever his real name is. <laughs> I just call him Zoe. Zoe Knight. Zoe Knight? Yeah, that sounds way more badass than Bam. But, um, no, I mean, he killed it last week. I mean, she got, he met value. That's what he wanted, you know, for that price thing. It allowed you to pay up everywhere. And his price range hasn't gone very, very up very much. And I'm going to tell you this. I don't know. I know this is a DFS podcast, but if you have Donovan or Bam Knight, he has a great playoff schedule. So we're going to be talking about this guy quite a bit the rest of the season. I don't know how long we're running into Jeff this year, but we're going to be talking about him. But the last two, couple, the last two weeks, he's averaging four nine-yard per carry and six yards per carry. Um, they're going to run the ball. They're not going to change their identity. This is who they've been all year. And he got in over 15 carries. Uh, he got five receptions last week. That's 20 touches. Yep. I mean, that's pretty damn good for a guy that's 5.1K. But um, I'm going to talk about the same game. On the other side, is Mr. James Cook. 
I was shocked to see that he was 4.6K. Yeah. I don't know if it was the Monday night prize scene or something. Or what? When did they play? Was it Monday night? Thursday night? I don't even know when they played. No, they played on... Yeah, they, they played during Sunday. It was a Sunday game. But yeah, he got a ton of ton of touches. Okay. Then again, like I told you guys, I don't watch football on Sunday, so don't don't give me shit. Um, <laughs> so, uh, James Cook, man, 4.6K, man. I'm shocked that I'm, his ownership is at 7%. I thought that ownership would be up like 15, 16%. 4.6K on a slate like this where you want to pay up for the wide receivers. Oop, I might have just spoiled a little bit. But um, not my pants, the slate, guys. Not my pants. <laughs> I'm, that, I'm not that sick. I'm good now. But James Cook, um, he he came on last week. I don't know where it, where it came from. I mean, Singletary was still out there. From what I heard, yep, he was. James Cook just got a whole lot of volume. Fourteen carries, sixty-four yards, and six receptions. James Cook can catch the ball pretty damn well too. So, yep. um, four point six K. Those are the two value running backs I want. I also love what's his name. Um, uh, your your call, Jeff. Uh, Rashad White. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a big, Jeff knows this. I'm a big Rashad White fan. I mean, I had him like top eight in rookie draft. And, well, it hasn't panned out yet, but it's starting to pan out now. And Leno Fournette didn't practice. He, there was, like, I don't know. There was no report on it, but, like, he, was, he wasn't out there. Yep. He's not out there. So, it, but it is a tough matchup, though. That's the problem. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's all his pass catching. I think his pass catching is what he's going to get his volume on. He's not going to be able to run the ball against our defense. But his pass catching definitely will. Screen plays the whole nine. Yeah, I'm worried a little bit about James Cook. I'm not going to play him. I think that that may have been a one-week game plan kind of thing. So I want to see a little bit more. Uh, Tim, you got somebody that I've kind of liked since the beginning of the season. He was a you know a late-round rookie there. But talk about Pacheco. Yeah, we talked about right Kansas City playing against Denver Broncos. They have a high implied point total, and Denver's pretty good against the pass. So how do you attack the Broncos with a run? And, uh, you know, I'm not worried about Jarek McKinnon. I know he's been getting a little bit more run lately, but they've shown over the last few weeks that they are going to Isaiah Pacheco, right? They, they believe in this kid. They're going to give him, uh, the, you know, give him the rock, right? Last week he had 14. The week before that he had 22. The week before that, 15. So his volume has been consistent over the last few weeks. He had touchdown in the last two weeks, and I think that continues again this week against Denver who is, you know, basically, you know, top five against the pass and very average against the run. Yeah. Good call. Uh, the only guy that I have that we haven't talked about yet, and it's really dependent on on uh, injury report here, but we already know that Kenneth Walker is probably going to be out. DJ Dallas is also questionable. Homer's the only one in that backfield for Seattle that seems to be healthy at 5K. Uh, if those other guys are all out and Homer gets the full workload there, Carolina's uh, 22nd DVA versus the run. And Homer gets that workload. I do think that he'll be viable at 5K. I don't love it, but uh, if you wanted to pay down and get uh, Homer on that, you know, I, I don't mind it. As long as Dallas and Walker are both out, uh, I think if Dallas and Homer are both healthy, they'd stay split, and it's not really as good as I want it to be. But if Homer's the only one back there, then at 5K, I do like it. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into the wide receivers. And now, wide receivers. receivers. All right, Tim, we'll go to you here. Give us one of your receivers. Yeah, I know y'all want to talk about that fake-ass wide receiver one in Minnesota, but I'm going to talk about his former college teammate, Jamar Chase. I talked about it at the top of the show. I love Joe Burrow this week. Uh, Cleveland Browns give up a ton to the wide receiver ones, 
What's his name? Denzel Ward has been getting his ass cooked all year long. And I know Jamar Chase was upset that he didn't get to be in this first matchup. He looked really good last week in his first week back. Joe Burrow went to him multiple times. And I feel like one of those 30-point Jamar Chase games is incoming, man. So it's Chase week. I like it. 7.9 is a great, a great call there. Uh, I will mention that fake-ass wide receiver one, uh, Justin Jefferson, 9K versus Detroit. We talked about this game already. It's going to be high scoring. It's going to be back and forth. Justin Jefferson's the best player on the field. Uh, at 9000 he's expensive, so you got to really find some value to get him in there. Uh, but I do think he's, you know, obviously could pay off his price very easily. He's the receiver that basically is on, you know, he's unguardable. You put anybody out there, he can definitely beat them at 9K uh, versus Detroit in what should be a high, high total game. Uh, all right, let's go to Gerson. Lock, lock it, it in. All right, Gerson, give us your lock of the week. Yeah, um, so hold on, before I give my lock of the week, let's talk about why we've been, because a lot of, have had people ask me, why do you guys say fake-ass wide receiver one? <laughs> so the reason why we say fake-ass wide receiver one, there was like three weeks that we played Jefferson like heavy. No, it was like two Including weeks. the last time against Detroit. Yeah. yeah. Detroit and Philadelphia Eagles. And like, and then there was another game too against Dallas too. And so, like every single time he has the dud game, we play, we play him, yep. and he it just smash spot, and then he has fake ass numbers, you know. <laughs> yeah. All right. But the real guy that's not a fake ass wide receiver one is Mister Armand Ross St. Brown. We're the shine, we're the we're the sunshine, baby. Um, the sun god, the sun god, man. Twenty six percent ownership though. Holy shit, dude. this is what we come to, huh? Um, I guess the. Against the Minnesota Vikings, they're one of the worst. Uh, they are the worst wide receivers. Uh, they allow the most points against wide receivers. Against wide receivers, I mean total points, guys. That's how bad they are. I mean, they have a pretty bad secondary, but when you allow the most points to wide receivers, whoo! I mean, you suck. And, and <laughs> I'm excited, dude. Like, I'm Has, so excited. Hashtag analysis. You suck. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? One time on the Going for Two Show, I know we're 300 episodes in, but there was a there was a time that you got a guy out here and he said, that's crazy. Good. Yes, that, <laughs> that, that, that did happen. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm on 7,800. He should really be priced up. Okay, so here, here's some home. I, I've been talking too long. I'm just so excited, dude. Uh, but I'm on my same round, right? In his last 13 game when he's healthy, right? He's at 10.9 yards. When I say he's healthy, he's not listed on the injury report. He's not game time to this. And he's not, you know, he's 10.9 targets per game, 24.6 fantasy points per game in the last 13 games. He hit at least 15 fantasy points in 12 of his 13 and double-digit targets in 11 and 13 over the full season. 20, 24.6 uh, fantasy points per game would lead all wide receivers by two points. Basically, what we're talking about right now is I'm on the same round as this year's Cooper Cup when he's healthy. Yep. Cup last team price in his final eight games last year was, and in his final uh, eight game while he played right now, it's 9,300. St. Brown is 1,500 less. So we're basically getting Cooper Cup at a $1,500 price discount. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah, I've seen some sites that have him as the number one projected wide receiver value. Yeah, he At is 7,800. That's just ridiculous. Yep, I was just going to say on Roto Grinders, he is. He's the he's the best value. He's the highest owned. 
Uh, and he's the third highest owned total player behind Joe Mixon and Greg Dolchich. So, yeah, he's yep. he's been a beast. And and can we please? I I still see the narrative on on Twitter. Jamison Williams is not going to take away from from Amon Ra. Amon Ra <laughs> is legit, y'all. There's, there's no more yeah. narrative where he's going to get his targets taken away from him, and he's not going to be as good. He's legit. Time to put him in a legit receiver there. So yeah, I definitely agree with that that call as well. I mean, I'm. Guys, you guys got to remember, this is the guy that said, that named all the receivers that were drafted before him. Like, this guy is legit. Yeah, he knows, alpha, yeah. yep. He Agreed. had alpha. He's a real wide receiver one, not a fake ass <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Uh, all right, I'm going to name my my other guy that I have on my list, and then we'll go to you, Tim. Uh, C.D. Lamb, I already mentioned Dak. I know everyone's been playing the running game, but I do still think that the passing game is viable here against Houston. Uh, C.D. Lamb, 7.5. If you compare him up with Dak, I do think that they're still a good uh, a good pair uh, for fairly inexpensive compared to some of the other stacks that we're going to be on this slate here. So I, I still like C.D. Lamb versus Houston. Uh, Tim, you got something else on your list there as well. I almost put him on my list. I do. I'm going back to A.J. Brown this week. I said last week my stack was Hurts and A.J. Brown, uh, and I'm going right back to it. No corner has been burned in single coverage more than Fabian Moreau for the Giants. We saw Terry McLaurin last week seemingly come alive, which, by the way, that was going to be my other something good last week, as I said, stick with the plan, fuck the recency bias, play Terry McLaurin in this matchup, and he went off. So, once again, I'm going to say – you know, the matchup is what matters here. He's going to get single coverage on A.J. Brown. You just play it. So save $1,000 and play A.J. Brown over Justin Jefferson. Agreed. I'm calling it right now. I like that call. All right, we'll move down into the mid-tier, and I'll mention uh, a guy that I love this week. Uh, unfortunately, he's playing against my team, the 49ers, at 6.7, <laughs> and that's Chris Godwin. Yeah. Uh, I said it on the last two shows. I said it last week and the week before that the Niners are very bad against the slot. Uh, we saw two weeks ago when they put uh, D-Hop in the slot. Every time they put D-Hop in the slot, he got open and got a catch. Uh, last week versus the Dolphins, if you saw the very first play of the game, Trent Sherfield in the slot went for 75-yard <laughs> touchdown. So Chris Godwin plays a lot of snaps in the slot at 6.7. Uh, I do think that he is probably my most popular, or my favorite at least, mid-tier receiver on the slate uh, against my 49ers. Um, and we'll go to you next, Tim. Give me one of your mid-tiers. Yeah, I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett. Uh, this is a, we talked about Gino and his you know explosion last week, right? And we saw Tyler Lockett like you know everybody. I think everybody wants to play. D, maybe you can tell me, Gerson, what the ownership looks like. But I feel like everybody wants to play. G, uh, not Gino, DK Metcalf this week, and I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett. I feel like the the way that they're going to win this matchup against Carolina uh, is definitely through the t- pass, right? You're not going to beat Carolina through the run, but I think it's really on that on that right side. Uh, J.C. Horn is going to be matched up with D.K. Metcalf at least most of the game. And not to say he's going to completely lock him down, but I'd much rather get the matchup with Tyler Lockett on the other side against, uh, let me look at this up, C.J. Henderson, right? So uh, I think the matchup favors him. I think he's still at a good price at 6500 And we saw just last week he went over 30 DraftKings points. So I don't think he'll be super high owned, certainly not in stacks. He's going to be one of my favorite uh, secondary stacks in my lineup this week. He's coming in at ten percent, uh, but he is coming in two percent higher than DK Metcalf. Yeah, okay. I, I, I think I think we're gonna be pretty close. Yeah, yeah, we could be a lot closer. I mean, I love the Lockett call though. I mean, I feel like Lock. It's kind of crazy because you think DK Metcalf is that premier alpha wide receiver because of his size, but Lockett yep. killing it, man. Yep, definitely. 
Garson, give us one of your mid tiers. Uh, so we're talking like okay, so Garrett Wilson, the guy that everybody's gonna gonna want to play. He's still too cheap, man. Still too cheap. I couldn't believe he was still fifty nine hundred. I mean, I'm in the five K range. Um, fifty nine hundred against Buffalo, but I am gonna play devil advocate here. Um, earlier on, Jeff said, "Oh no, it was before the podcast. I don't know if it was during during the podcast or before the show." Um, you know, Barry Wilson, you know, but Tredavious White is probably gonna shadow him. Uh, Tredavious White is a really good cornerback. He just hasn't been healthy, and that's one way to really shut down. A rookie wide receiver. There's not a lot of. I mean, unless your name Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, I can't think back of the last time besides Odell Beckham Jr. And that was like six years before that. Yep. You know that a wide receiver just smash cornerback to a great cornerback. Um. So Wilson can be a great play. He is a great play, but he can also be one of those players you can probably fade on the slate to get contrarian. You know, I'm not saying go ahead and fade him. But he had that price range. He is a great value. He is projected at 16.9 points for for me right now. And he is 14% ownership. But again, um, I'm just going to play devil advocate. Be careful. You know, we've seen guys that are very highly owned at wide receiver and they bust because they have a great cornerback. I hate cornerback wide receiver matchup. But when I hear they're going to shadow this guy, that worried me a little bit. Agreed. All right, we're running a little long, so I'm just going to mention the last couple of guys we have here in the mid-tier. Uh, Christian Kirk, I have on my list at 6.6. I also have Debo. I think with the rookie quarterback, they're going to use Debo a little bit more in the backfield. Uh, DJ Moore, me and Gerson both had DJ Moore at 5.5 with uh, Darnold. Uh, he's got Jerry Judy at 5.4, obviously no Sutton. Uh, and Devonta Smith, real quick, I know, Tim, you want to talk about him a little bit. Just mention him real quick at 6.3. Yeah, like I said, I just really like the Hurts matchup this week. New York Giants play a lot of man, but mainly since Dallas Goddard's been going out, he's been playing a lot more of those short underneath routes. So I think it's a good matchup for him as well. And I think he'll go lower owned than A.J. Brown. All right, let's fly through some of these values here. Uh, we'll go to you first, Gerson, since you only got two there. Go ahead and mention both the guys you have there in the value tier real quick. Um, sorry, I just realized I, I didn't put my uh, stack of the week. Um, so, uh, value, uh, there's just Adam Thielen again. I'm going back to that game, uh, 4.9k, and then Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy, no Sutton. Judy in the Kelsey game that he played, he, uh, holy crap, uh, six games of snaps, 60%. He averaged seven and a half targets, 70 yards per game, and 14 and a half, uh, fantasy points per game. Succeeded receiving yards, 50 yards in each of those six games. So that's a great value for Jerry Judy. He's probably going to be heavily owned too, but yeah. when it comes Sunday, so those are my two value plays. All right, I like it. Tim, pick one of your values real quick. Yeah, real quick, we haven't talked about the Houston situation. Uh, both Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins were rolled out, so they're going to be rolling out Philip Dorsett and Chris Moore. Uh, I'm going to go with Chris Moore at 3,400. I think he's got a little bit more of a big play upside. But, I mean, really, with one of these guys, you're just punting and hoping they give you 10 points, right? So I think it'll be pretty popular because the value is a little bit harder to come by this week. Um, Hold on, Gerson. Uh, The only other guy is I'm going to run it back last week. I had DJ Chark as my sick call of the week. So I'm going back to DJ Chark again this week. I like it. I like it. Gerson, you got something you wanted to say? 
Jeff, you know how you owe me ten dollars? Yep. Can you bring those ten dollars toward uh Dan the Beauty League uh music, please? On, uh, <laughs> All right. Whatever you please. All right. I'm on it. I'm on it. Ten bucks to, to get Dan some music. I know you want the music. Don't worry, bro. I got you. <laughs> the, the only the only the only reason I haven't got damn music yet is because Dan is not very technical savvy and if I give him music, I don't know if he would be able to figure out how to play it. So <laughs> I always he would be hitting the button and nothing will be happening. <laughs> I always give I give Dan a hard time. Dan is one of my writers and for the longest time, for the first, I don't know, two or three years, he was one of my writers. I had to talk to him through email. Like that's how <laughs> it was pretty I love his energy though. Yeah. So yeah. Dan's awesome. If you hadn't checked the show out, guys, check his show out. It comes on before us on Friday nights. Uh he does pickums for underdog. So if you play on underdog, definitely check out the B League before us. All right, uh, a couple of my guys. If, uh, Tim already mentioned uh, Philip Dorsett, three K minimum value, million minimum price. There, you can play him. Uh, I also like Gallup uh, versus Houston, who came came on last week with two touchdowns. Uh, my favorite value that's sort of on that cusp there is is Pickens after his uh, his week last week where he was sort of pouting a little bit. Uh, you know, I do think that they kind of go back to him. Yeah, at, squeaky wheel. He's definitely the squeaky wheel. Squeaky team, wheel man. for sure. So at five K, I do like Pickens a lot this week. Uh, and one guy we didn't mention, Zay Jones, obviously. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, he's questionable, but I think he should play. Assuming he plays, I think he's a great value at 4700 Agreed. All right, let's get down to the defenses. Defense, 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 defense. All right, Tim, give us defenses this week. Lock, Lock it, it in. in. So you already know, it's the Cowboys defense. It was already the Cowboys defense, even before Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins were ruled out. I don't care that Davis Mills is coming in back and Kyle Allen's going back to the bench. This is going to be an absolute slaughter. It's what, 16, I think, is the Vegas over-under right now. Uh, that's not enough. I think the Cowboys could easily cover that. Um, it, it's, it's, gonna, it's 17 and a half, right? I, I mean, that just tells you everything you need to know. They should be the number one priced defense. They're number one priced on FanDuel. Uh, and now they're third priced on DK. So I think this week you have the value. You can pay up for the Dallas Cowboys defense. I've seen a couple of projection sites that have them for like 14 points, which for a defense is absolutely insane. Yeah. So, I, you know, I have them probably closer to 10 to 12. But, I mean, you talk about – I talk about it in the tight end segment, right? There's two ways that you win a GPP and separate yourself. It's paying up a tight end and paying up a defense. I think a lot of people will be paying up for Cowboys this week, but I think for good reason. Good stuff. And Gerson has the Cowboys as well. So go ahead and give us the other two that you have there, Tim, real quick. Yeah, I think if you're paying down, uh, the pay down option is the Panthers. And as we talked about with Russell Wilson, right, he's been uh, he's been really bad. Right. Yeah. Is really, and we saw last week the Panthers actually played well against Lamar Jackson before he got hurt. And then after Tyler Huntley came in. So, I mean, they, they you know, they can slow it down. They can get some turnovers for twenty two hundred. They can pay off value. Um, but I think you're really trying to find a way up to the Cowboys this week. Though I, I will say, um, we talked about it during running back, Saquon Barkley may not play this week. If Saquon doesn't play, I think the Eagles defense is kind of sneaky because I think the Giants will be unable to move the ball. Daniel Jones is going to have to throw it. And if he's going to drop back 40 times and you tell me they're going to come in at half or less of the ownership of the Cowboys, I'm going to smash the Eagles this week too. I like it. 
Uh, I'll mention my team. Uh, originally, I had Tampa Bay versus my team as my defense. I do think they're still viable because we're going up against Brock Purdy, who's, you know, obviously Mr. Irrelevant. Um, so that's still viable. But I do like my team versus Tampa Bay on the other side as well. I was waiting to see if Bosa was going to be healthy. Bosa seems like he will play. So obviously, you can get tons of sacks on Tom Brady, who does not move in that pocket. Uh, and, you know, obviously on that back end there, we got a pretty good secondary as well. We can get turnovers. So I, I do like my my Niners there at 3.2 as a good option. All right, let's get into our stacks. Going for two.com's weekly stack report. All right, Tim, we'll go to you for your, uh, your stack here first. I gave this one away earlier. Uh, it's Tyler Huntley to Mandrews, Mark Andrews, and I'm running it back with your boy, George Pickens. Squeaky wheel narrative. Uh, he's going to get some target volume this weekend. You actually attack Baltimore with the right wide receiver, which is where he's usually lined up. So I think everything kind of fits together for this to be my favorite stack of the week. For a minute there, I thought you said the white wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> All no, right. Uh, definitely not. Yeah. Gerson, what you got for your stack? Uh, I mean, I didn't have it until like 20 minutes, like uh, two minutes ago. <laughs> minutes ago. No. Um, and uh, so it was basically, it was basically just that, but um, I'm going to go to, we've been talking about Joe Burrow, well, Jeff, Tim been talking about Joe Burrow, but I don't yeah. think Joe Burrow. My, this was the one I was going to pick, yeah. Um, it, it's going to be, so, Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and it's Amari Cooper, Lau, Donovan, people Jones. Yeah. So that's my stack. Uh, I think the thing is, the other thing is where you can get different with the Joe Burrow stack. We didn't talk about him at tight end, but Wilcox, the tight end. Yeah, super he cheap. Starts, he's 2700. He's very cheap. Yeah. So you can do Chase and him and him and then run it back with Amari Cooper or DPJ and be able yeah. to draw a pretty good roster. I like yeah. it. So my, Don't forget about Njoku either. I love that as a run back. Yeah, good call. Good call. Uh, my stack is probably pretty chalky. I think it'll be pretty popular. Uh, golf, yeah. home golf uh, with the sun god, Hawkinson, and then bringing it back with JJ. Uh, it's an expensive stack, so you're going to have to get uh, get creative there. Probably play one of those Houston receivers to get get sort of cheap. Uh, you know, obviously maybe even punt your defense and maybe even punt tight end too so you can get some good players in there. But it is possible uh, with yeah. that stack there, and I think that has some good upside. Agreed. Let's get to our sick call. And now, the sick call of the week. All right, our sick <laughs> What what I miss? I missed something. I just saw who Gerson picked. So before Gerson got on, just pull back the curtain. I said I was going to use this guy as my sit call, and then I didn't want to pick a guy on the same team as Jeff's guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he went there. So, yeah, we'll go to you first then, Gerson. I, what I want to say is it, it's been a while. Week nine was the last time that we hit on any of our sit calls. I uh, hit one. Tim hit one last week. Week 13, he hit on DJ Shark. Uh, it's been rough with the sick calls. It usually is. It's just a fun segment that we do. We don't expect you to play a lot of these guys. It's just a fun segment that we like to keep track yeah. of. Uh, but, you know, we'll go ahead and get into uh, Gerson's sick call here. Um, so, for me, I said I want to play Devil Advocate, right, with Barry Wilson. I don't know what the opposite of Devil Advocate is, but I'm going to play uh, Devil Boy. Here we go. Uh, Elijah Moore, man. 3,700, man. Um, I I was curious, like, okay, to Davis White just on a, you know, Gary Wilson, how I'm I'm playing devil advocate, right? So now I'm going back to Elijah Moore. Moore, I mean, he 
he hasn't been that guy that we expected him to be, right, Jeff? Like you and I, we we had him in a lot of dynasty leagues. Yep. I mean, he had week eight through twelve, he's logged in at thirty-seven percent snap rate. Uh, but in uh, Moore has placed in sixty-eight percent of snap last week. He saw six targets out of the slot this week. The Buffalo Bills are horrible against the slot. They rank fourth most in PPR points per game against slot wide receivers. And if there's a good slot wide receiver like Elijah Moore that takes advantage of that, I think he can, man. I think he can have a big game. Yeah. 3.7 carry. Hell of a level play against Garrett Wilson. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm not easy to like this segment. Jeff knows this. Like, but I'm feeling very good about this week, man. Like, I think this could work out. I like I it. I mean, Leopard play, 3.7K, sick called week. I mean, I was sick last week. Maybe I still have the bug, you know? Yeah. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. All right, Tim, give us your sick call. Yeah, I felt pretty sick when I wrote this guy down, let me tell you, because a few weeks ago we were on this show talking about, don't play this guy. Whatever you do, don't play this guy. And now I'm talking about him as a sick call, and that's Richie James. Uh, as I'm Richie <laughs> I'm Rick James, bitch. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, there we talked about the wide receiver core and and the Giants is just absolutely terrible. But when this guy plays, he actually puts up points. And as we talked about, the one way you can attack Philadelphia Eagles is through the slot, right? They have really good outside wide receivers, but they're bad in the slot. Particularly if Saquon doesn't play, this guy could realistically see eight to ten targets at thirty six hundred dollars. So, yeah, it's going to be garbage time, but garbage time points count just the same. Absolutely. Rich, Richie James is going to get you there this week. Absolutely. Uh, so, Tim kind of alluded that uh, me and Gerson's guy was on the same team. I went the route of Corey Davis at 4.2. Uh, fully healthy, came back last week and had 10 targets. Uh, yep. We know that the Bills will score points, so they're going to have to you know, pass the ball a little bit. And, and Davis, you know... I was high on him in his rookie season. I took him in Dynasty, and I've been sort of been hanging on to him. Uh, his his breakout's never coming. He'll never be the alpha receiver, but he's just been a good, solid receiver for most of his career. So I do think he continues that sort of chemistry here with uh, with Mike White at 4.2. You're not breaking the bank for him. So uh, I'll take Corey Davis to uh, to Gerson's Elijah Moore. Didn't his breakout happen last year? What's that? Didn't his breakout happen last year? Wasn't he like a top twenty-four wide receiver last year? It was year two years ago, I think, with the Titans. He was, uh, he, yeah, he. It wasn't the breakout we wanted, though. I took him in the like the four, the first round, like the pick four or five overall. It wasn't the guy that we wanted him to be. He's he's solid, but he's not the guy that we thought he was going to be in his in his early in his he, career. He's Jeff Lambert at a at a turkey bowl. Okay, <laughs> oh, I don't even know if he's that. <laughs> All right, Damn. fellas, that wraps up the podcast. It's good to have Gerson back. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go around the room here. Give us your Twitter handle. We'll go to you first, Gerson. Uh, first off, I want to thank Tim and Jeff for carrying the show last week. Second off, I want to thank everybody that reached out to me. No, I didn't leave the show or anything. Like that. I was just <laughs> sick. Um, it was bad. It was very bad. Um, but I'm back. We're good to go. I'll see you guys on the Sunday show with Jamie, Benny, and Zach. Um, I did show up to that one last week. It wasn't pretty, though. But um, I, I showed up 50% of the week, okay, guys? <laughs> um, but you can catch me at Fancy GDFS. The season is coming a little bit to an end, but I'm letting you guys know right now. Um, the Christmas show is going to be awesome. Uh, as long as I'm on the same team with Jeff and Tim, we'll be great. <laughs> um, no, just kidding. Jeff is picking the team. I don't know. 
But yeah, and then the DFS Roundtable on Facebook. Hit us up on there. Uh, Tim, your article every week, man. It's like my little uh, lunch break, man. Yeah. Study hall. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Definitely get in a DFS Roundtable. Check out my weekly thread. I call it study hall. It's where I go all around the internet and find the best charts and graphs and bring them all together for you so that you don't have to do the work. You can also find me on Twitter at KetoDFS. Good stuff. And uh, it took Gerson 14 weeks, but he got his co-hosts on Sunday, all their names without studying over any of them. I like it. <laughs> he finally <laughs> oh, he did it. ready to go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, as Gerson alluded to, we do have our end of the year holiday show uh, next, you know, two Wednesdays from now, right? Yeah, it's in, yeah, two Wednesdays from now. Uh, we'll have our holiday show the 21st. Basically, all the Going For Two Live hosts, as many as we can get to come on, come on the show. We play games, we play trivia. We did Jeopardy last year. Uh, I have a fun mock draft plan that we're going to all do. So uh, it's if you're coming for fancy advice, you're not going to find any. We're just going to get drunk, have fun, and uh, just jump in the chat and have fun with us. What's up, Gerson? What are you going to say? Sorry, I forgot to say that. But hey, congratulations, Jeff. Your 300th episode. Yeah, time. absolutely. You couldn't fake Here's a blue <laughs> for this one to be a 300 <laughs> show. For 301 right here, baby. Congratulations <laughs> going for your show. I'm Chair Fancy Show. Hey, we hope you another 300 more baby yes absolutely yeah. yeah we had a little bit of a walk down memory lane after the show last week we went and looked up you know everyone's yeah. first appearance i think gerson you were what week uh you were episode four i think and yeah so yeah it was it was it was pretty cool <laughs> it was bad i'm glad we don't yeah let's not bring up the past <laughs> yeah that was uh that was back in the day when uh i would call gerson on my cell phone and i would yeah. put it on speaker and I would hold it close to my mic. That's basically how yeah. we had guests. There was no video. It was all audio. Uh, yeah, so that was a long time ago. But it was cool to see, to go back and look at some of those things and see how far we've come. I, I You know, it was a lot of fun. It's like that guy from, uh, what's his name, Ant, Ant-Man, where he goes, look at us now. Look at us now. Yeah, look at us Hello. now. <laughs> All right, fellas, that's that's a wrap. Uh, good luck to everybody in the chat this weekend. Hopefully you're profitable. Uh, we will see y'all next Friday. For Tim, for Gerson, I'm Jeff. See ya. Go, Pat, go, baby. We on vibe. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>